Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, 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 bon, bono. Hey, Cheryl. All right, I see you, girlfriend. Bono, bon, bono. Hey, man, get your ass out the street. Bono, bon, 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 bon. Who goddamn kids is these? What up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Black Ass Podcast, the podcast so black, if it was a smell, it'd be a hot pressing comb on Blue Magic Hair Grease. Shout out to Burnt Kitchens in the kitchen. Ooh, y'all new kids, y'all don't, y'all don't even know how lucky y'all are that y'all, I caught a, a hot comb burn on my shoulder, on my nose, on forehead, get out of here. Ears? Ears? I, everybody I went to school with back in the day had like a puffy welt on their ear where they straight hot comb the hell out of their ear. So, you know, yeah, I'm still, that's on my list of therapy talking points. <laughs> Why didn't I love me more? <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for hanging out, coming back for another episode. I want to send a big thank you to everybody that joined me on IG Live for the Black Ass Pre-Show. It's a thing, y'all. It's happening. It's fetch. You better get into it, okay? So if you're not already, follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can, like, I'm going to do them before um, the episode, like 7 p.m. on, what's today? Tuesdays. 7 p.m. Tuesdays. Um, Just get on, chit-chat, see what's up, see what y'all into. Um, and if you missed it, you can go to the IG page and watch the replay on there. Get into this hat I was wearing. It was cute. (laughs) Anyway, um, also thank you to everybody that joined the IG live for medicine for melanin. Uh, that is a, what is it called? A passion project of mine that I'm doing with my really good friend, Sparley Scott. He's doing an amazing interview series. This tonight was the fourth installment of How Y'all Healing. He sat down and talked to Soraya. Um, she is a black gardener and she talked about food and black people and how food affects us. And it's a really great conversation. So if you miss that, you can go to Medis- Medicine, number four, Melanin, um, Instagram page, and you can watch the video there. But it was a lot of really good information in there and just talking about food and how important it is for us people of color to really be mindful of the food we're putting in our body and how it affects our health and what you know we can do to increase our health especially right now with corona out here just fully tap dancing right outside our door as soon as you open it um but we had some good conversation I got a lot of fun things that I um that I wanted to add to the topics I already had. But before we get into everything, of course, I want to start it off and kick it off with the reviews. I got another review. Thank you guys so much. I went to the other platforms. I could not find uh, the reviews on other platforms. So I don't know if you guys are putting your reviews there. But why don't we, as a collective unit, everybody, just go to iTunes, whether you have the app or not. And just put up a review. Normally, if you're um, listening on iTunes, you can put up a review or whatever. But just download. You ain't even got to keep the app. Just download it real quick. If you got an iPhone, it's easy. Your phone comes with iTunes. If you don't, just download iTunes. Leave a review. You know what I mean? Um, if you 
if you're completely opposed to that or if you're somebody who really don't get apps and I completely understand that if you maybe inbox me what you would say yeah you can do that DM me on Instagram or Twitter what you would write in the review like how many stars what you would write and then I'll read it on the show but uh the latest review comes from Reva Marine and Reva Marine says, I've been following Hadia since she was on Two Dope Queens, and I am so glad I found her. She talks about topics as mundane as making sure you clean behind your toilet to topics as serious as what's going on in the current hellscape we live in. She always, she's always real, always funny, and has me for real wondering if she's been reading my journal because we on the same page. Love you, sis. Oh, thanks. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Uh, you took me all the way back because when I read about cleaning behind the toilet, I remember that conversation because I remember the heat that went across my body because I was like straight up like, how the fuck <laughs> you clean your bathroom, but you ain't clean. You ain't cleaned your bathroom, but that's another conversation for another day. Thank you so much for that, for that review. Oh, and real quick shout out. I, I just love when I ask for stuff and y'all make it happen. Like, Thank you. But I want to give a shout out to Ulashe um, over on Instagram at the other pre-show. I asked for people to send me what they were working on. And she mentioned she had a garden in her pre-show and she got a garden. Like it's not a game. I'm seeing all kind of like actual vegetables. She got green tomatoes and I had a whole conversation about green tomatoes. So you'll see that when you go check out the, um, the latest pre-show, but, and a whole basket of peppers, man, this looks so freaking good. So shout out to you and that cute garden. Oh, I see them green peppers. They, yeah, I know. Listen, my mom had gardens back in the day. I know what I'm looking at. I see you anyway. Um, so let me see. Oh, I'm gonna start this off with a petty report. The petty report brought to you by bitch, you too grown. All right, this petty report is about the freaking fireworks. Uh, I'm not sure what city you're listening from, but if you're in New York, if you are in LA, you know what I'm talking about. It's the non stop explosions that are happening throughout the damn night okay i want to preface this by saying i get it it's around fourth of july time and it's normally fireworks going off if you in the hood hood hood, hood it's definitely some m80s going down but this is on the next level nothing about what's happening right now makes me think this is just a regular person doing this no and this was confirmed for me when I got on Facebook and a friend posted that there have been pictures of police officers either handing out the fireworks or they themselves lighting the fireworks. And then they've set up a hotline to say that they can't address the fireworks because they're too busy with the protests. Now, you know, that's some petty shit. First of all, you're already outside. You can't Go deal with something that's already happening outside. And let's be clear. The protests wouldn't even need you there. They don't need police there. Police 
nine times out of ten are escalating this situation and we've seen video upon video upon video of police pushing protesters down mason taking people mask off and macing them so i'm pretty sure nobody is looking for the police to be at the protest damn sure not if they're out there escalating and causing more problems and then to hear they're giving out the fireworks oh 100 percent I don't know if you saw right around when the protesting first started, but the guy took a video of just this stack of bricks outside in New York City. It was like legit. It's not a stack of bricks somebody would have been able to bring to their homes. It's not a stack of bricks that somebody would even have access to the city to be able to do it and nobody see it like the protest was coming. So I'm sure police were out there the night before. So that leaves me to think it was either a city official or it was the police. But at the end of the day, these bricks were put there as a way to kick off the riots. We've already seen police undercover. So yes, hell yes, they're out here handing out fireworks. Hell yes, they are out here setting off fireworks in the middle of the night. I'm telling you, I was awakened out of my sleep at like maybe 4.37. I mean, I barely sleep already. So just to be jarred awake with pow, 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 it wasn't, and it wasn't no gun. It was absolutely fireworks, but it was so fucking loud. And yeah, I guess this is the police way of letting us know that this is what we have to look forward to if we defund them. But my thing is, what the... Obviously, y'all don't need more funds because that's just going to give y'all more money to do more dumb shit to to terrorize regular fucking citizens. Because at this point, this is a form of terrorism. And every time I see anything that they're doing, even just them agitating people, the way that man stood on George Floyd's neck was a form of terrorism because he said he stood on that man's neck knowing that nobody was going to actually stop him and people would have to live with the fact that they stood there and watched this man's get his necks uh, nailed on. I'm sorry, nailed. Um, but at the same time, right. But we're supposed to want, I don't feel comfortable giving these cops not one more fucking cent. Hell no. Strip them of everything. Period. The main thing that police need that they refuse to utilize and they already got it is de-escalation skills. How is it? that Rashard Brooks sat out there and talked to them cops for 30 whole fucking minutes, giving them solutions to the situation, talking them through ways that he could not get arrested and or be murdered. And what did they do? Murder him anyway. They knew he wasn't armed. They had his license plate. They had his license. They knew who he was. He wasn't going nowhere. And they still murdered this man. And yes, he grabbed the taser, but guess what? We all just witnessed police murder a fucking man on tape and didn't even, and it took a month before they were arrested. So at this point I get pulled over by the police. I'm going to feel like, fuck, am I going to just allow them to murder me? Or am I going to try to do something to save my own life? I feel like Rashard Brooke was trying to save his own life, especially after talking to somebody for 30 minutes and them still not having any common sense to say, you know what, you right, let me take your keys, you can come down to the station and get it tomorrow, sleep it off, whatever the fuck, we'll drive you to your house, anything, they just refuse to even entertain the idea of how can we solve this and not murder this man, so take every fucking dime from the police, because the thing that's free, they refuse to use, 
And here's the other here's the other thing. <laughs> defund I think they're mad about defunding the police. And I really think they're mad that we're demanding that they stop killing black and brown people. Right? That's what they're mad about. It's I, I think it's a part of it is the money, but I also think it's the fact that they now feel like, oh, I won't be able to kill black people and get away with it no more. There's some bullshit. I'm I almost feel like that was probably the selling point for a lot of these police officers. It was just some dude outside of a hick ass bar like, Hey buddy, you like guns? You like fast cars? You hate black people? Let me talk to you for a minute. I feel like that was the way that these people, a lot of these racist cops, I think that's how they're recruited. Maybe it's just a table sitting outside of a little high school counselor's office and they just waiting for that student to come out with a long face. That face that says, I ain't going to be shit when I grow up. Hey, let me talk to you for a minute. Like, because how as a citizen of society, how as just a human being, how as somebody who is mentally stable, how is it that you can know somebody is unarmed? You can know that they're not a threat and still murder them. And listen, I don't, you're not going to, this is specifically black and brown people. They may happen to kill some white people, but not in enough numbers that is causing concern. Not in enough numbers. And I've seen white people get arrested. They fighting back. They fucking biting. They doing all kind of crazy shit. Black people are sitting there trying to have a reasonable fucking conversation and get murdered. Meanwhile, fucking Karen blasted out of her mind on Oxy or whatever the fuck goddamn Darren butt ass naked driving a, a car with his dick out the window somehow get taken into custody and then process and then they show up for their court date black people sitting there literally reading a thesis paper that they wrote on the the effects of police brutality like will be murdered holding a sheet of paper with a bow tie on and still be fucking murdered. So the idea of police creating a problem and then refusing their services to solve the problem that they created. Yeah. That sounds like some petty shit they would do. So it's fuck the police. All right. So in the segment I'm calling, wait a minute, hold up. What happened? <laughs> That's the whole segment. Wait a minute, hold up, what happened? And then the creepy ass <laughs> laugh. Yeah. It's all about me recognizing something that maybe some of y'all missed, but uh-uh. Wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> Did y'all see Salty Daddy? <laughs> okay, so Salty is a rapper. She has that song, That's My Type. That's My Type. Um, And... Remember back when outside was open and you was just at a happy hour and you could just be out in the world doing hood rat things with your hood rat friends? <laughs> and that little song would come on. It don't matter that you got a college degree. It don't matter that you married with five kids. In that moment, you was a hood rat and you was so happy about it. Well, for Father's Day, she posted a picture of her daddy and wow, this dude is beautiful. First of all, I don't even know if he's beautiful. He just, it's the way he's looking in the camera. So the, it's like a slight upshot to him. And he looking, he got that little smirk on his face. 
Honestly, he just looked like a toxic relationship I'm trying to be in right now. I'm not saying for long term. I'm not saying forever. I'm just saying not a physical toxic, but a relationship you know you ain't supposed to be in. You know he ain't shit, but he just put it down so good. It's like you just forget. It's You don't even remember that he ain't shit, right? You don't, you just see kind of the top part of his chest. You don't see the whole body, but in my head, he got on like gray sweats, but they cut off. Okay. That's another level of toxicity that I'm into. You know, like in my head, I'm looking at the bottom of his shorts, even though I know it ain't going to happen. I just, I feel like I'm going to see the tip of his penis come out the bottom and mm, mm, amen, amen, amen. Y'all, this man he just got this smirk on his face. That's what it is. This smirk. It's the smirk of a man that you just caught cheating, but he looking at you like you, why you home so early? <laughs> he got that kind of smirk where you holding the panties in your hand, but he will convince you that them your draws and you will look back at him like, well, maybe they my draws. <laughs> He got the kind of smirk where you done met the other chick he cheating on you with and you bring her to the house and both of y'all are in tears confronting this man and he looking at both of y'all like, I don't know neither one of y'all. <laughs> and then you end up fist fighting her because you like, no, he know me. <laughs> Listen, I had a whole life before this podcast. Don't judge me, okay? It was a lot I needed to go through. But it's funny because I don't know what her intention was. But y'all, the responses under this girl's picture of her daddy are so disrespectful. And I didn't put it on her page because I was like, I'm going to wait to say it on this podcast. But girl, your dad, <laughs> his face looked like a furniture sale. Um, Anyway, <laughs> chair. <laughs> Chairs are 50% off, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> All right. Wait a minute. Hold up. There's something else I found out. <clears throat> Yo, Beethoven is black. Did we talk about this? So much has happened. It's like so much stuff is just slipping through the cracks. Y'all, Beethoven is black i don't even know what to do with that i've never gotten into beethoven but i feel like do we need to like remaster some beethoven do do timberland need to come out and throw like a track under some beethoven what can we do with this information i feel like we've been so deprived of this knowledge as black people beethoven black but you know what it absolutely makes sense it absolutely makes sense that yeah yeah of course Making something out of nothing. That is like black people's shit. That is what we have done since time in memoriam. I think I said that right. But like, think about every dude in B-Lunch that could just make the coldest beat. I remember the first time I seen a dude make a beat with a pencil on the lunch table. And then he like tapped the bottom of the table or he just hit the table in a whole new spot. It was like we lost our shit. I went to school with Beethoven, basically. Think about a Diddy remix at the height of a Diddy remix, right? The, the height, the fucking Dance With Me remix era, the Kissing You remix era. Who who else? Who else has done a remix on that level? Who? Nobody. Think about Stevie Wonder. This man blind, but think about the songs this man has composed and the shit that he's written. 
Who? Who else? Who? Who? I just I just want to know who. I'm not saying nobody else. I'm just saying on that on the level of amazing and greatness, right? Whitney Houston. Who? On the level of Whitney Houston. Who? Peak Whitney Houston. And I, I, I will always love you, Whitney. Who? Who? So, yeah, Beethoven, look, black people, we are reclaiming our time right now. At this point, we did everything. We invented everything. So much so, wait a minute, hold up, did you see? It is said that in the early 1800s, in Nova Scotia, black people had a hockey league. First of all, white people, y'all got a lot of explaining to do. Y'all really do. At this point, I just feel like we need to just go, we need to just strip all y'all accolades and go back through them and really with a fine tooth comb and really sort through what the fuck y'all really did. And y'all should want that too. Y'all should want that for yourselves. Y'all should want that for clarity. No wonder black people ain't never really get history classes. No wonder black people never really got no full understanding. We were completely locked out of and or erased out of American history because uh, we got met. The next black history month is going to be lit. Yo, wait till Beyonce do the halftime show for the World Cup. And we out there drinking Jack Daniels because you know that recipe actually came from a slave. Kentucky Fried Chicken. At the end of the day, you're not about to tell me that Colonel Sanders was a white dude. Period. Point blank. If anything, he was a light-skinned black dude that was passing. But white? 11 herbs? and Alright. Black. Kentucky Colonel. He ain't cooking shit. What part of me believes this man is cooking? So I already know it was a black woman somewhere in the mix. Like, uh-uh, baby. Now you, now you gonna burn this chicken. It ain't gonna be. It's gonna be raw in the middle. <laughs> now you need to turn that skillet down and open up and crack a window. Let some of this smoke out. <laughs> but. Nova Scotia, 1815, blacks were playing an early form of hockey. Do y'all remember that Serge the Entertainer joke? I'll never forget it, man. Serge the Entertainer said, just think when we get into hockey, he said, LeBron gonna be out there playing hockey with his dick. Slap shot, bitch! <laughs> Word to Serge the Entertainer and all the brothers on that damn Kings of Comedy. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. You talk about having me dying but slap shot bitch and get Lisa. Them two, them two moments. If you've never seen Kings of Comedy, number one, what is your life? Number two, who are your friends? Number three, I feel sorry for your mother. <laughs> so, you know that movie. Don't don't even play with me. Anyway, hockey, black people, as early as 1815 in Nova Scotia, Canada. Black people were playing hockey around 1895. They started the Colored Hockey League. It had over like 400 players across 12 teams. This league is credited as the first league to allow the goaltender to leave his feet and cover the puck. Yo, they had cool-ass player names like Hippo, Hippo, Galloway, Charlie Lightfoot. I'm sure he the dude that was coming off his feet, blocking pucks and shit. And Fred Bud Kelly. 
These are just some of the players in the colored hockey league. And this league became so popular because, you know, as black people do, it was all kind of swag and flair and it was just live. It was live as hell. It was probably like homecoming compared to whatever that was Taylor Swift did. You get what I'm telling you? Like that's just the energy that these players brought to uh, to the sport that they helped create, innovate. I'm going to say they created it because I feel like if you give them credit for one thing, then it's a bigger, it's much, much more that they added to the pot. So the league went on for a few decades, couple of decades rather, and then it ended when white people put a train through the area of town where all these black people live. So the black people were basically displaced and then the league ended and... I mean, do you just hear the tired in my voice? Reading shit like this makes me tired because I'm like, damn, how much other stuff do I have no freaking clue about? But the moment I started reading about it, I was like, oh, this makes total sense. This makes total sense. So shout out to those black men up in Halifax, Nova Scotia, starting a hockey league, creating hockey. That's what I'm going to tell everybody. You know black people create hockey. (laughs) You know that's our shit. So yeah, you will definitely see me at a hockey game, drinking Jack Daniels, goddamn wood playing Beethoven at halftime. I'm doing all that black shit, just mashed up in one. I'm going to be making it happen. Reading Shakespeare um, in between. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so this story was definitely a trip. All right, here we go. Let me try to get this headline right. New York's hottest sex club is doing socially distanced orgies. I'm not going to say this is my fifth time trying to get that out because of my list because my list just show up sometimes like oh hey girl remember when you was eight (laughs) okay so socially distant orgies and yes I agree that shit don't make no sense to me either but I'm not mad this is a group out of Soho uh called NSFW now, if you have a day job and you're used to getting an email or a tweet or a message that says NSFW, you normally open it up and it's a dude with a massive dick or some chick with a, like a snake hanging out her asshole or something. Basically, NSFW means not safe for work. But in this case, they did a full Diddy remix on it, honey. New Society for Wellness, and I'm not mad. They have a three thousand square foot space that they it's their clubhouse um and they are only using 10 percent of the capacity to allow up to 20 members to come in and do their thing this is if I didn't see pictures of who was on the cover, I still would know. Oh, this is some white people. Because number one, cannabis positive club in New York that's able to say they're cannabis positive in a newspaper and it's not followed by an article saying how it got raided and shut down. I already know it's white people. Right. 3,000 square foot of people like 
having sex in a space that's not being raided by police and is still open after this article and the article doesn't then have a retraction that says oh actually this club was burned down by police and it's no longer open i know it's white people that's like when black people say white supremacy when we say you know white privilege that's what we talking about because there is no way on this green fucking earth that some black people could open up a 3,000 square foot sex club and that shit is open for business and nobody's gonna do anything about it and if that is open send me the address I just want to come down and do a couple of interviews anyway um it's always funny when I, I've been to a sex club before. I know people who've gone to sex parties and sex clubs before, and they always like have the pictures and everything. They always make it look so sexy. And they always have these people who just look so hot and fit. But if you've ever been to a sex party, <laughs> you be in that bitch with a dude that own that little shop on the corner that sell, that sell old TVs with the back still on them. <laughs> Or that dude that come by your office and he sell printer paper or like imagine Dwight from uh, the office. That's the other dude that's in this damn sex part. It ain't it's not the people that's on the advertisement. Trust and believe all the fine dudes on there. All the sexy ass women. Mm-mm. It's regular degular. You want some? <laughs> it's like throwing a sex party at a goddamn grocery store. <laughs> that's what a sex party is like. If you've never been and you wondering just. Go to the your local grocery store and just imagine all them people naked and having sex. <laughs> Whew. So, y'all, they are. Here's the hustle, though, and I'm not even mad at it. They're charging $50 for people to come into the party. So, they're only allowing 20 in this 3,000 square foot place. But the catch is you got to the rules. Um, it's a mandatory temperature check at the door. You have to bring a separate change of clean clothes in a plastic bag. You have to wear a mask. Uh, and But here's the thing. Here's the kicker to all of this. You can't have sex with nobody new. That is the rule. You have to have sex with your partner that you came with. No new sex. Y'all. What the fuck is happening? That don't even make a little bit of sense. Isn't that the whole point of going to a sex club to find some new people to fuck on? I'm <clears throat> I'm sorry, that was a very harsh word. I didn't mean to put it out there like that. But isn't that the point? That shit seems so dumb to me. If you already coming with a partner, why would you risk going into a building and getting a cor- corona queef to the face when you could just have sex right in your driveway if you feel like you need people to watch you? Or just... And I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm legit trying to make it make sense in my head. So I want to know from y'all, which y'all go. No, like this isn't a judgment thing. I'm just saying we've been in Corona quarantine for a long ass time. Somebody told you, yo, there's this event going on. It's socially distanced orgies and sex. Would you go? And would you go with the person you quarantining with right now? Or would you go with a fake, you know, would you come with a partner that's not the person you with right now? You can put that one, of course, in the DMs and I'll give you a nice little anonymous name. But anyway, um, I, 
I just, I don't know if I want to be in the air with coronavirus asshole air. Not judging. You know, I just, I mostly want to know if y'all would go. That way I can determine if I need to get this small business loan. Uh, I'm trying to get these coins. If if y'all gonna spend it, spend it with me. You know, at least you know in my sex party it's gonna be some good ass music. I'm giving you old ass uh, Isley Brothers. We and that bitch getting it in. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a sexy situation. Cause yeah, I feel like they just looking at the pictures in the article. I feel like they having sex to White Snake, and not that I'm opposed to that. That's just not how I like to <laughs> get it. All right, next story is about the NASCAR driver who discovered a noose in his garage. Well, a noose was discovered in the garage of NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace, Cyber Bubba Wallace. <laughs> hi, hi, cute okay? That boy is nice and thick. He look corn-fed as hell. Look, woo! Listen, him and Salty Daddy. <laughs> All right. Um. So, if you remember, NASCAR recently uh, came out and said that Confederate flags and memorabilia would no longer be welcome at the races. That included people hanging up flags. That included it being on cars. That included it being on people's attire. Um. Of course... Dwight and Karen and them was just out of their minds and incensed. So I guess and as a form of retaliation, as a form, as a way to say you will not deny our racist history, a noose was hung in the garage of NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. He talked about how he has gotten so much backlash from people who say he's another je- Jesse Smollett. I was just about to say it the way Dave Chappelle said it, and then I had to catch myself. They're saying it's another Jesse Smollett situation, which is why that Jesse situation was so just like, oh, come on, bro. Like, God damn. Not on this topic. Don't, let's not play games with that. But I knew it was some bullshit um, when it was then they brought the FBI in, and the FBI then came out and said, oh, it wasn't a noose. It wasn't a hate crime. Meanwhile, CNN, in an interview with Don Lemon, CNN showed a bit of the video. And you can clearly see it's a noose, like the loop of it. And Bubba Wallace said that um, at the end of the day, Bubba Wallace said it was a noose and it's a motherfucking noose. And that's the that's it. Uh, everybody's trying to say, oh, it's just a little pulley so you can pull the garage door down. And he's like, no, I've raced all over the world. That wasn't no damn pulley. That wasn't no knot that people used in order to pull the door down, which doesn't surprise me that the FBI didn't think it was a noose because how many black people have been hung in the past two weeks? And they still haven't listed any of those as lynching with all of the outcry of black people everywhere, with all of the outcry I've seen from white people. The fact that it's just, oh no, all these black people just decided to find a tree and all commit suicide within two weeks time, you know, and I'm not even going to take another dive into that whole conversation because as we know, black people do not, that's not something we do. Here's what I really want to talk about. 
white people, y'all should be way more outraged. Like y'all, I almost feel like y'all should be even more outraged than black people are because we're absolutely outraged, but we're also very tired and we're also very traumatized. But white people, the idea of black people being hung in 2020, the idea of white people hanging nooses as a form of intimidation only serves to bring up y'all fucked up ass history. It only serves to bring back those images of y'all granddaddies and your great grandpappies sitting around watching a human being being hung and burned and set on fire and lynched. And it's almost like y'all air, y'all airing y'all dirty laundry out more than it is. You get what I'm telling you? Like, it's almost like when it's like you peed in the bed and then your mama hang your sheet, you pee in the bed sheets out on the clothesline. She ain't, she ain't washed them. She just, <laughs> she just hung them out there. Just pee sheets dancing in the wind. And then, or even worse, you bring your wife to the house, your new boyfriend to the house and your mama drag out your granddaddy's pee sheets, not washed. But just as a family heirloom, it's a pissy ass sheet. That's what that's what all this is doing. So as outraged as black people are, white people, y'all need to be just as outraged because the more this stuff happens, the more pictures are gonna come up and then you're gonna be looking like, Wait, is that is that grandpa is that grandma Ruby standing next to a, a burning man at a fucking bonfire? Is that is that grandpa Charles or grandpa Eddie? standing next to a man who's hung from a tree smiling are they fucking eating sandwiches all of us as a whole society of people as a whole collective of human beings need to be absolutely outraged and incensed and should be demanding justice on the daily because this shit is not just oh these are specific white people that are doing this this is the reflection of whiteness so don't get mad at us because we're calling it out, get mad because the people who are responsible for stopping the shit are not stopping it. All right, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. But before I go, I want to send it. I want to leave y'all with something fun and lighthearted. So I decided that my last segment of every show moving forward will be a I'm going to dig back in the black ass crates. That's right. I'm going to go back to old episodes and give y'all just a nibble of a topic I was talking about back, you know, simpler times when it was just regular racism, not racism sprinkled with coronavirus. You get not racism sprinkled with coronavirus and dipped in a psychotic precedent back when things seemed like they was going to be okay. Uh, this clip I'm about to throw it to is from the episode Ben and Jerry Gets It. It's the first episode that Black Ass Podcast was born. Um, so y'all check that out. And then make sure you follow Black Ass Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, follow and find me, hrcomedy.com. I want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you're logged on next week for the Black Ass Pre-Show. And leave your review on um, iTunes for the podcast and or you can inbox me your review of the podcast along with the five stars I know you're gonna give me <laughs> all right so check out this clip y'all I'll see y'all next week thank y'all so much I'm out peace Ben and Jerry's um I appreciate y'all I think that was dope but I need y'all to bring back peach cobbler and key lime pie I don't know what happened I don't know where y'all went wrong I don't know if it was some time if y'all got some kind of beef with fruit or something but you know 
I, I rocks with y'all. I, I I enjoy y'all ice cream, but son, that peach cobbler with the bits of crust in it, <laughs> and you can you can taste the cinnamon. <laughs> so it was like, I mean, all I ever wanted to do was take that ice cream and put it on top of a real peach cobbler. <laughs> But I never got to jail, bitch, in jail. <laughs> part of me is laughing, but there's a small part of me <laughs> that really wanted to take that peach cobbler ice cream and put it on top of a real ass peach cobbler. <sighs> Let me tell you how good that peach cobbler ice cream was. That peach cobbler ice cream tastes like a for real ass peach cobbler. Now, some people trying to make peach cobbler, they don't know what they're doing. Number one, you don't take like peach, you don't keep the syrup in from the from the canned peaches. You don't keep that in there. You don't keep that in the mix. You take you pour that off. You get your real peaches, then your then you make your own base with the sugar and the brown sugar and the seasoning and spices. You don't keep that all that sugar. Some of y'all just take the peaches out of the can and pour it in a pie crust. Some of y'all do that. Some of y'all do that and y'all got black grandmamas. Well, let me let me take that back because sometimes some of these grandmamas ain't nothing but like 20 years older than you. So let me take it back. Some of y'all got roots in the South. Your grandmama and granddaddy and them, your great your great grandmama and granddaddy picked cotton. They was down there. They was in the But y'all out here making dinners and meals out of the can? Are y'all kidding me? Y'all pouring stuff out the can and y'all ain't adding no seasoning? Do you know how disrespectful that shit is to the ancestors? Do you know what that I hope your grandmama is haunting the shit out of you. You out here pouring stream beans out of the can. You ain't adding no onion. You ain't adding no kind of pop. You no kind of seasoning, salt, no salt, pepper. You ain't adding no flavor. You just pouring dry ass stream beans out of the can, turning on the stove and cooking them. You ain't even adding your own water. You only using the water that's in. Do you know? Are y'all? And then talk about you want to come to my house for dinner. No, bitch, I'm not coming to your house for dinner. Everything in here tastes like straight processed season. You ain't got no real vegetables or nothing. Oh, I'm better than that. This how this how you feel about me, really? Oh, so when other people come to your house, they get real broccoli. <laughs> they get real corn, like off the cob and shit. But I got this cream corn bullshit. <laughs> Yo, yo, love me. <laughs> I'm adopted, right? I'm adopted. Just tell me I'm adopted. I'll find my real family. 